radioinfluence.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Forking Around Tom podcast. And today, my guest is CT from Journey of Brews on Instagram. How are you, CT? doing well. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing great. Thank you so much for, you know, taking the time today and really funny. So I meet a lot of people on Instagram. That's how you and I became acquainted. I think lately we've been chatting a little bit more. Um, and you saw me at um, Urban Flow and I didn't even know that when I was there one day, which is a non-alcoholic bottle shop in St. Petersburg, Florida. So you were there when I was there. True. Yeah. So I saw you walking around with your whole camera set up and <laughs> I was like, this girl, like a lot of people these day and age, you see a lot of people doing content for their blog because everything is content. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, we got a blogger. And then like you start pulling out like lights and cameras. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, wow, like, this girl's actually going to be doing something. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. that I didn't, you know what? I didn't even know you were there. A lot of times I feel like I kind of tune everything out and I'm just trying to, because I'm always worrying about invading people's privacy. I don't want anyone to be in my photos. Not that I don't want them in it. I just am very respectful of people. So anyway, a lot of times I'm in the zone and I'll have people say, I saw you. I'm like, you did? Well, okay. But anyway, so real quick, I want you to just share a little bit about yourself because from what I would initially know from you was the amount of breweries you've been to. So I'd like to hear about that and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So, um, I started journey of brews because, uh, it was between jobs and I was like, J O B my journey of brews. And, uh, <laughs> I like that. I, I never thought of it that way. Up, yeah. I was hitting up breweries and I was like, this is kind of fun. And it was right when everybody was doing blogs. And so started it and I found that I just love traveling and I love going to local cultures and, um, whether that's restaurants or shops, but as I went to these other places where maybe I wasn't familiar, one thing that rang true was that uh, breweries are generally a in up and coming areas where like there's a lot of development, but also the people that work at the breweries, they're generally in the know of what's cool in their city. So I would go to a city, never been there. I'd look up a couple breweries and you walk in and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, you got to go to this restaurant. This is the best coffee. Don't go to this park that kind of stuff. And so you're kind of like, it's a backdoor into the craft society of each city. And so I started going around and um, it wasn't until a couple years ago, I came across this uh, friend of mine now, Adventures in Ale, and she like counted how many breweries she'd been to. And I was like, oh, I wonder how many breweries I've been to. I'm a data nerd. And so I actually extracted all my check-ins on swarm and there's an app called untapped where you can check in every beer you've been to i used to use that (laughs) yeah and so i i I exported all my data my google data i cross-referenced it with uh my facebook data and my swarm data that way i made sure non-duplicated data non-missing and came up with a number i think it was around 700 and so um alexis who is adventures and ales we kind of started a little competition. She was always behind me. She, she puts up big numbers, but then I'll go on a string where I'll put, I'll hit 17 breweries in a weekend. And, um, so we kind of had this game back and forth. And, uh, I last year met a guy, I was actually in Miami at a beer fest in, uh, June or April last year. And this guy posted on a story and someone was like, dude, that's you in the background, Journey Bruce. And I looked and I was like, this guy took a picture of me without me knowing, like you said, like, who's in the background? 
Right. And I'm like, I'm upset at this. And I'm like, who is this guy think he is? And I click it and I'm like, oh, this guy's been to like 1,500 breweries at the time. And I was like, I was at like 900 or 1,100 or something. I'm like, whew. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm still mad at this guy. Well, the next day, ended up meeting him. Super nice guy. Uh, Brew York, we ended up becoming friends. And um, since then, I saw him the next year at the event. We became friends. I saw him up in New York at another festival. And so it's kind of this fun little game of counting breweries and all of that. Um, and so I made a game of it. I made a game of checking into beers. I made a game of hitting breweries. And it was kind of my identity for the last decade. I just... Every city I go to, I could tell you what brewery to go to. I could tell you what brewery not to go to. Um, tried to go in with a clean slate, but um, it became part of my identity, you could say. Oh, I love it. That's fantastic. And and you have you have a, a really good following. And you and I have another mutual friend, um, Smooth J Brews. <laughs> yeah, Smooth J. <laughs> he I is so him, I haven't seen him since uh, there was Tampa Bay Beer Tampa Bay Brewing Company Beer Festival last year. Mm-hmm. I saw him there. We were sitting on a on a curb, and he was like, "Hey, I got." I was like, "I think I follow you." And he's, like, "You follow me? I follow you." I'm like, "Oh, cool." And we chatted, and I was like, "All right, have a good one." <laughs> like, I met him. I can't even remember where I met him. Met him, but like, the Instagram world and the beer world, it's it's a small place. Like, you go, you recognize people, and that became, like I said, part of my identity. And um, you know we all have our struggles and alcohol is a lot of people's struggle. Mm-hmm. And um, it isn't necessarily my struggle per se alcohol, but my struggle is weight. And um, my other account is this, this fitness adventure that I'm doing. And so, like I said, I've been to 1,414 breweries now across the world. I've had nearly 20,000 unique beers and that's great. But that is a lot of calories. Yeah. When you add all that up, you got to imagine when you're going to, 15 breweries in a night, you're probably getting Taco Bell. You're probably getting Wendy's. You're probably getting going to bed, not sleeping, waking up, and just not healthy. And when you combine that over 10 years, you start to feel your body just deteriorate. And um, that's kind of been my, this year, my big realization. I had the awakening moment, I guess you could say, in January 1st last year. I busted my butt. I swam, biked, and walked 1,300 miles, 200 miles of swimming alone. And I started the year at 476, and I ended the year at 475. Wow. I mean, yeah. all that work. I, all that work, and I lost one pound. pound. And I did address my diet. I know everyone's going to say it starts in the kitchen. I addressed my diet. I actually tried out veganism. I tried out high protein, tried out vegetarianism. Um but there was this elephant in the room and, you know, pink elephant, if you want to use a beer uh, reference there, but there was an elephant in the room of, I'd be doing all this work in the gym. I'd be out there sweating the Florida sun and pedaling and swimming. And then I'd come home and have seven or eight beers. And each one of those beers was 350 calories. Everyone thinks of beer is like 60 to 90 calories. But that's really for the beer that I don't drink. That's for the macro beer that just tastes like water. When you're drinking triple IPAs and when you're drinking pastry stouts, these things are 350, 400 calories per serving. And one of the groups I was in on Facebook was actually the Beer Chugly. I'm a moderator in it. 
and we would chug these things. We would shotgun these things. I had a thing called Shotgun Sunday. I'd be shooting like four of them down in an hour. That's 1,200 calories, 1,400 calories in an hour. There's God. And so this January, I was like, okay, I'm a data nerd. I looked at it and I was like, okay, I'm going to take January off. I have a bachelor party February 20th, something. I'm going to take six or seven weeks off of drinking. See how I feel. Then I'm going to do the bachelor party, which rolls straight into Tampa Bay Beer Week for two, for 10 days. Do all that. I'd already bought my tickets, all that kind of stuff. And then afterwards, my birthday is March 18th. I was like, after my birthday, I'll evaluate my life and look at the data and say, do I feel better sober or do I miss my drinking? So I did that. And I had an amazing, you know, sobriety. It was weird, but I started drinking LaCroix a lot more. I love LaCroix. Um, I found Urban Flow where I saw you. Um started going there and for me it's that tangible i like opening the can i like holding something it's not necessarily about the alcohol it's about like just the the ritual of of doing it exactly and so i I found some replacements and um i have a good group of friends another one who's going through some alcohol stuff so like i had some friends to lean on and did it uh, six seven weeks in my the bachelor party came around went out to dinner the first night and there weren't any beers that were new ticks. So I was like, there's no point in wasting my first beer back on something I've already had. We went to Burns Steakhouse, which I'm sure you've been to when you're forking around town. <laughs> and uh, out, my friends all got whiskey drinks, which was amazing. They smelled great. But because I didn't, I was able to get the nicest steak. And my tab was still the same as their tab. And I was like, hmm, maybe there's something about this you know like i've saved some money these last seven weeks and um did the weekend it was a blast it was a lot of fun to see everybody but i instead of just binging like i normally would i actually we went to the phillies yankees preseason game and we had a box and i actually drank st Pauli girl like a non-alcoholic beer just because i wanted to be part of the group but i didn't need the alcohol and i realized this was my mental shift and i was like okay so then the next week came and it was the Tampa Bay Beer Week and I had all these festivals I was so excited for. All my beer friends were coming in town. It's like a big just party for everybody. And I just got to a point where I was sitting there at Angry Chairs Festival. I'd waited in line for these tickets. I literally slept in a parking lot for my tickets uh, so I could be, because they only sold 15 uh, each day. I got, I was number two in line that day, but I got to the festival and it was fun. There were some beers that were unique and all that, but I was looking around. I was like, this is just the same thing over and over and over. It's the same people and they're great people. And I love them to death. They treat me like family, but it's the same people opening the same beers, talking about how rare they are, talking about how wrecked they are from the night before getting wrecked for the next day. And I'm like, what is the point of this expensive hobby? You know, I just spent $60 on a bottle of beer. I spent $50 on a bottle of beer. And I'm like, and all I did was drink enough, take it in, share it with my friends. And that was it. Like, what's the point? And so I really can, when I did that evaluation after my birthday, I was like, why, why am I drinking these calories? Why am I doing this? And so I've, I've pivoted hard in my life. You can say, um, I'm doing now what I call selective sobriety. 
So if a friend comes to town, I'll take him to Green Minch. I'll take him to Cycle. I'll take him to Grand Central. Get him a good beer. Um, but I'm drinking more kombucha. I'm drinking more waters. I'm drinking more teas. Um, and with Urban Flow, who I've been I actually started working with them uh, last or this month, and um, they're sponsoring my fitness journey. So I just did a triathlon wearing their logo and Team Urban Flow, which was cool. But with them. I'm able to do functional beverages. Like you were mentioning Mitra and Mitra earlier, um, the mushroom drinks, the, I can't do THC just as my job, but like the CBD drinks, the Kratom, the Kava and the non-alcoholic beers. And um, so they've given me that outlet for my knowledge. Last week we actually took a, Mike and I took a road trip across the state to Leader Brewing and met with the brewer and actually went through the whole process of what it's like to make non-alcoholic beer. So it wasn't like I wasted this last decade. I'm able to now use my knowledge of beer to help Mike and Caitlin with which beer should we do. Tonight, uh, tomorrow night, we're actually doing a non-alcoholic beer tasting, kind of walking through. There's so much more out there than just O'Doul's and Budweiser and Corona now. We want people to see that craft beer doesn't mean alcohol necessarily. It can, and there's no shame in that game. But if you want to every now and then throw it a zero five, you can. And it's not like painful anymore. And, you know, the thing I found myself saying all the time, but when I listened to it, I realized I was lying. The whole like, no, 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 I like this beer because it's craft. But then I'd be bragging in my head that I drink an 18% beer, that I drink a 15% beer. And it's like, the only reason I'm bragging is because it's like, that's alcoholism. That's like a chemical dependency that like, maybe I'm not dependent on the alcohol effect, but the bragging, the pride of being able to drink a big beer and not be affected. Like it's just a number. And it's like, at some point we're all masking our alcoholism or our problems with, Oh no, it's a hobby. I'm, I'm all about the craft. But when I'm presented with a craft in a beer, I would turn my nose up and be like, why should I drink that? There's no, there's no real, you know, and now I'm seeing it from the other side and I'm like, man, that's a dependency. And that's where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. That was a long story to, to explain where I'm at. Sorry, I know. No, <laughs> no. I mean, because it really resonates with me. I mean, I was kind of, you know, the same. I mean, for me, it was always wine. That was my favorite thing. I mean, I grew up an hour and a half outside of wine country in California So wineries were always, I mean, just wine in general was always a huge part of my life. I mean, I would always tell everybody up until a year ago, Napa Valley is my favorite place to be. It is. (laughs) It's beautiful. But it it was just, it was always the wine. And, you know, I've, I've gone through periods of my life where I would take a break from drinking. But my biggest thing is I've been, up until recently, I was in hospitality bartending my entire, you know, career of working in restaurants. And it's such a big part of it is going out after and having a drink and you don't realize it, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like the last 10 years, that's all I've done is go out and drink, drink, drink. And, um, I just kind of like a lot of people around like COVID time, I was dealing with a lot and I found myself depending on wine all the time. I mean, it was every night and champagne was, was it for me? So that's not exactly inexpensive. And I, I'm not going to buy the, the cheap stuff. So I was getting, oh, no. you know, even like certain sparkling wines and everything. But mm-hmm. I was drinking it all the time. And I started not feeling good, putting on weight. And I just was not happy. And when I made the decision to take a break, 
it was kind of like you. It was just temporary. Like, let me do this. Let me focus on fitness. And something just clicked this time around. And I don't think I'll ever drink again. It, it doesn't even appeal to me anymore. And it's weird because I'm like, if you would have told me this a year ago, I wouldn't have believed anybody. But I've gotten so used to it. And, you know, I'm around it all the time. I go to events and you know what I do? I order a mocktail, make it look pretty or just have <laughs> whatever, you know. But it's um, I, I wouldn't change the way I feel for anything at all. And you're right. It, a lot of the times these events, it's the same, same, same stuff I drank last year and the year before and the year before. So why am I doing this? And I also agree with you going out to eat. It's like my tabs have been so much lower especially when it's just me. And now, you know, I'm like, I'll splurge on a dessert because, you know, I never would get dessert. Liquor was my dessert. I'm like, I'm good. Now it's like, you know what? I can have some of that dessert because I earned it. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. I mean, like you said, those bottles of wine, they're not cheap. But, like, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, you take two weeks off and you're looking, you're like, where'd that extra $400 come from? And you're mm -hmm. like, oh, oh, that's, oh, that's how much I spent in two weeks? And then you start doing the backwards math and you're like, right. uh, oh, <laughs> I've been doing this for how many years? Like I could have bought a car. I know. Um, it's really sad yeah. when you break it down. And I started doing like exactly what you did. I was looking and comparing. It's like, oh my gosh. So yeah, it just, and it just happened for me. And how I met Urban Flow is I was at um, the Creative Loafing brunch event that they do every year. And I just remember because the big focus is always mimosas and Bloody Marys. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go to this. There's going to be nothing for me to drink. And they were there. And I was pleasantly surprised. And I had, I mean, they were serving different things. I had some of the beers from Athletic Brewing Company. Mm -hmm. um, I forget the Italian wine that's, um, gosh, it starts with a P. But they they were pouring Bellinis with their product. And it is, mm -hmm. it's from Italy. It was fantastic. And that day really just kind of, first of all, made me want to visit them, which I finally got over there when I met you. But it's really opened my eyes. I was mesmerized when I was in that store. I couldn't believe how many products there were. I was just, I loved it. I can't wait to go back. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, a great the place. Numbers, the numbers don't lie. Um, I remember two years ago, one of my friends decided to do Dry January, and I felt like it was a personal attack. Because <laughs> I was so ingrained in the alcohol that I'm like, I hope they come back because they're fun people. And like, I felt like I, I had some attachment to this alcohol industry. And while I do have an attachment to a lot of the people, like I've said, it's one of those things that's like work, like no one is irreplaceable. You may feel like, you know, your job needs you and they love you and they may call you family, but th at the end of the day, they're going to replace you. The same thing with alcohol. It's like, <laughs> At the end of the day, people are, you know, the drinking buddy you have in the stool next to you, that aspect is replaceable. And so it's like, I had this urge not to be the one to leave my friends alone at the bar. And now I realize it's kind of ridiculous. Like if they want to drink, they can drink, let them drink. I don't really want to anymore. It's just, I look at it so differently now. It's, it's, you know, we as a society have, have a lot of weird quirks in the American culture and like, like with your mention of wine, there are the, I have friends that literally have a post that says it's wine o'clock or don't talk to me till I've had my wine. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, that's literally a chemical dependency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like if you switch that chemical out with like cocaine, like 
don't talk to me till I've had my cocaine. People are going to be like, dude, you have a problem. Yeah. If you say, don't talk to me till I've had my shot of heroin, you have a problem. <laughs> but if you say, don't talk to me till I've had my wine or coffee, people are like, oh, cool. I get it. It's wine o'clock. And I'm like, how, hmm, how is that acceptable? But, and, and that's not, a, you know, I recognize we're, you know, there's a lot of crime and a lot of things behind all of those. But at the core of the argument, I think is where my brain goes. And I'm like, why am I writing this off as okay? Like, you know, I would, I would balk if I, if something came up, like, like literally a beer would pop onto this app that I use called Tavor. It'd be $125 and I would be rushing to buy it literally. So I could drink four ounces of it and tick it with my friends for $125. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'll be out of paper towels and I'm like, oh, paper <laughs> towels, that's kind of an expense. Maybe, maybe I can use that rag. Uh, you know, and it's like, I don't know, my priorities are off. And I feel like um, this health journey I've taken, so like you said, Journey of Bruises is my beer account, and I'm keeping that as I explore this beer world with Urban Flow. Um, the CT in my shoes is my fitness account. And with that, I'm trying to kind of marry the two. I'm trying, I recognize that the people that follow me for fitness don't want to see me drink. And the people that follow me for drinking don't want to see me sweating on a bicycle. So I kept them separate, but it's really funny. The overlap, like when I finish a race, I always shotgun a beer. And this past weekend on Sunday, I shotgunned, um, uh, kit in a on your mark and it's like a race themed beer it's like 70 calories last the last race that I, I did back in december last year that i shotgun it was a 350 calorie beer wow and so different. it's like yeah i'm like i'm looking at it, i'm like 350 calories plus a bunch of alcohol versus you know under 100 calories with actually good carbs and uh, you know a little bit like some nutrient and vitamins i don't know i feel like that's a win mm-hmm. so um yeah, I mean, it is it is a journey. It is it is different, and I'm really excited to see where Mike and Caitlin can take Urban Flow and how we can take this um, adventure forward. Uh, what I started to say, I guess, was the money's there, the people are there. The number fifteen craft brewery in the nation this year so far is Athletic Brewery. They they do a phenomenal job. I have to say, they're, I was impressed with it. their products. Yeah, they're killing it, and they're doing it right. Like they're targeting the bikers, the swimmers, the runners. But that should show you that it's not just dry January. It's not just sober October or yeah. dry July. It's people are looking for social outlets that aren't clouding their brain as much. People are looking to fit in. We always have been looking to fit in for power, the history of humanity, but. People not only want that, they want craft, they want a hobby. And, you know, before it was, I can drink O'Doul's and be the weirdo in the corner. I can drink a <laughs> glass of water and hide it with a lime. Or if someone comes up to me and says, you're not drinking, it can be like, oh, this is actually a functional beverage that uses this herb and this because I'm looking for my, you know, liver health. And people are like, uh, oh, okay, I was just going to drink a gin and tonic. Like, and you're like, yeah, see, like, and it's not a one up. It's more just to say, like, it's it's not a cop out. Like, it's a choice. And I've made the choice and don't shun me for my choice. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And like kind of like you, I'm really hoping to see a lot of these products out more mainstream. 
You know, I live in Tampa. We need a place like Urban Flow out here. That would be great. Um, I have noticed like ABC Liquor has really expanded their non-alcoholic um, selection. So I'm still struggling with some wines. They're not the best. I still haven't really found one. I found one or two kind of Prosecco styles that, you know, you add a little bit of OJ. It's it's passable. But beer definitely has come such a long way. Um, there's some ciders I've tried recently. They're great. And I like um, one, one brand in particular is Ritual. And they've got um, non-alcoholic spirits such as, you know, gin, vodka, tequila, whiskey, rum. And they're actually really good. I like their rum. It tastes just like Captain Morgan to me. It really does. So the, you the, can make some fun rums, drinks. The rums, I think, rum and mezcal tequila so far have been the closest to feeling like the actual spirit. Vodka, I don't really understand because vodka in and of itself is literally like a flavorless spirit. You know, it's supposed to be. And so it's like, I don't know how you'd make that. Gen makes sense because you got the botanicals and all that. Bourbon, it's really tough. Um, we were actually talking to Leader about the lack of like bourbon in the game right now because really you want that burn. You want that wood flavor and no one wants to burn, like use a white oak barrel that's been charred and aged for a bottle that might not sell. Right. And so, which then you kick that down the line and Bravas, for instance, makes these great dark beers, but when they go to try and barrel age them, if you barrel age it in a barrel that had bourbon, it could leach alcohol and raise it from 0.5. And so it's like, we need non-alcoholic barrels in order to age beer to have a barrel-aged non-alcoholic beer, but and so so I'm hoping to see that maybe next year. This year, this year I'm really hoping to see pumpkin beer. I'm, I'm a basic. Oh, I won't use the word, right. but I am basic. Um, I love pumpkin beers. I love pumpkin spice beers. Me too. I am hoping. I think last year Bravis did one, and maybe Athletic did one. I'm really hoping for some pumpkin NAs. Uh, we're getting into people should be popping their Marzins as you know Oktoberfest starts being celebrated in September, and normally people open the beers in August. So we're getting close to that. Hopefully, start seeing some of those um, pumpkin beers should pop, you know, in October. And I'm, I'm really, I'm hoping. But the the cool part, the accessibility part, technically. Not that I would ever do this <clears throat> because it's illegal, but there are people out there who will get beer and ship it across the country to their friends. And it's this game of like numbers, because if you send a bottle of beer or, and it breaks, you can't claim it insurance because you weren't supposed to ship alcohol. It's against the federal rules. And so if I want to buy beer from a brewer in California, I have to have a third-party company buy it and then ship it to a distro and a wholesaler and all this kind of nonsense. But with non-alcoholic and with alcohol-free, those rules don't exist. So when I see a beer in Seattle that's an NA beer, I'm like, Mike, check this out. He'll order a batch and we'll try it. And it's like... The rules are different. And so what's cool is I've been able to put together some NA boxes. One of my good friend's uh, girlfriends, uh, she's not alcohol for the last five, six, seven years now. I shipped her up a box of some hoppy beers, some good beers for because they had a family vacation. And to her, it was a game changer. She was finally able to feel like the part of her family where she had a can while she was playing beer pong. She had a can while they were playing the Frisbee game. 
And she didn't feel left out. She didn't feel like a weirdo. And while she doesn't have the store there, because the Urban Flow can ship, we're shipping boxes. And so Mike and I are working on putting together actually some, you know, boxes basically like, hey, you're, let's say your dad's now sober, your boyfriend's sober, or you're sober, and you want to get a box of good beer, you tell me. I'll send you a box of 12 beers. You tell me which ones you like, and you can buy them in bulk later. But that way you don't have the commitment of buying a 12-pack of each NA to see if you like them. Um, and so we're working to curate those up. Like you love – I'm a hop head. I'm an IPA hop head. And if someone wants that, I'll put them together a box of 12 of the hoppiest beers I can find, hop waters that, you know, you may not know exist. And I think that part's cool about the NA. It's, I was telling Mike, it's like the wild, wild west right now with the NA game. There's like so many players seeing this, this amount of money that's ready to be taken. And breweries are lining up. Uh, uh, the Brutalist here in town, they just released uh, Florida Showers, and they're releasing a, a Gosa a Fruited Sour that's both in A. That's right here in St. Pete. We're trying to find a local brewery to do a little collab between Urban Flow and them and do like a West Coast, real dank, sticky, herby West Coast IPA. And, you know, hopefully we can do that. I, I don't know. I feel like it's we're, it's kind of cool. We're at the end the the starting line of this and we're we're in there we're in the race so that's cool it's awesome yeah no i'm excited to see what the future holds so yeah it's and um you know it's also helpful i've been sharing a lot of my products that i love from urban flow or wherever else with friends and like the mitras people that try Mm -hmm. them they love them and you Mm -hmm. know i have a discount code for people and uh they love it so yeah i I feel like i tapped into something new as well. Yeah, the other, I mean, it's 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 interesting when you change someone's whole worldview. Like when you give them, Hyo has been doing great things with mushrooms. Um, and these are grocery store grade mushrooms, not psychedelics. These are mushrooms that people see and like, oh, it's a mushroom. I don't like mushrooms. And what they don't realize is mushrooms are like powerhouses of health. You have like Reishi and Lion's Mane, Cordyceps. Cordyceps made famous, obviously, from The Last of Us on TV. But Cordyceps is actually a great alternative to caffeine. And so gives you that mental energy. Lion's Mane gives you mental acuity. And so all these things that are in there, like the mitra, when you first try Kratom, and it's like, oh, Kratom and Kava. I see those dingy bars on the side of the weird streets that say Kava Bar and Kratom Bar. And you're like, ooh. <laughs> Smoke and shop. Like, it's like a dungeon. Take, you know, exactly. At the end of the day, it's a functional chemical compound. And then used properly, Kratom uh, is a replacement for an opiate. Used properly, Kava, um, I actually haven't had it yet, but I heard it makes like the mouth tingle. I heard it kind of gives you some clarity. So these are things that when used properly and dosed properly, Nature provides us with these. We don't have to take aspirin all day, every day. We don't have to take Tylenol all day, every day. If nature has something out there that we can take that makes us better, people want that. And when you can share the mitras with your friends, it's like a game changer to people when they're like, wait, I've been dealing with stomach issues for six months and I didn't know what to do. And all I needed was this one weird chemical that I never knew or I've been stressed out. I didn't realize what ashwagandha was. I didn't realize what L-theanine is, you know, and like all these things that are functional, they're there. And yeah. that's what Urban Flow is trying to bring to the, bring to the peoples. Well, 
I'm excited. And, uh, I think you've, you've done a great job. You're just definitely paving the way. So I hope to see some non-alcoholic influencer events in the coming, you know, the next year. Yeah, we're, we're, we're looking, uh, some of the cool things. I mean, I won't say any names or anything, but we're looking at trying to get like a non-alcoholic share going on at maybe like a kombucha where people can bring their kombucha. They can bring like stuff they've found the same way that my friends, we would do beer bottle shares where we would bring bottles from Washington, from New York and open them up and share them with friends. The same way of that, we want to open people's minds because the best influence we can have in this world of influencers, you're, you're on there, I'm on there, we're all on there. But in this world of influencers, the best influence we can have are the people we actually know and trust, our friends, exactly. our family, exactly. the ones that like when they walk in, it's, it's, it's a non-brainer, it, 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 no brainer. If my friend tells me, dude, you should try this, I know you and you're gonna like it. Versus, <laughs> you know, the Jenners, Kardashians telling us to buy something because they got paid a million dollars to say that. Yeah. It's so much more important when, you know, I see my friend Brent say, oh, you should try this. My friend did it and loved it. And I'm like, that means something. This is a yeah. human I trust. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. I mean, this has been been very informative. And like I said, I'm excited to see the way things are going. I think it's going to be a fun journey. <laughs> um, Non-alcoholic brews, right? <laughs> it's well, and that's so that's a big thing. We're going to we're actually working on putting together a kind of a monthly talk at Urban Flow. And one of the big topics we plan on addressing is words matter. Right. And I'll just leave a teaser the same way that if you have a gluten uh, intolerant friend, the same way that they might feel when you say, oh, is that gluten-free bread or is it normal bread? They feel left out because yeah. then they're not normal. And it's like with beer, it's the same kind of thing. People are like, wait, is this a real beer or is this like one of those non-alcoholic beers? And when you look it up, the definition of brewing, while alcohol is a side product, it's actually not required in the definition of brewing. Mm -hmm. It's not required in the definition of beer. And so, yeah, we're going to we're going to explore words matter, what words actually mean and what is taken from what you say. So there's a little teaser. Well, thank you. And <laughs> yeah. how can people find you to follow you on Instagram? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I Journey of Brews, uh, you can check that out. I'm working with Urban Flow. And so we actually do a lot of collaborative posts. I've seen them. Um, They're great. If you're a fitness person, you can also see my CT in my shoes and follow my big, loud jersey as I run around the state of Florida. But, I'm going to do it now. Yeah. Um, I know you're into fitness, too. I see you. Uh, you're at Crunch these days, right? There, um, oh, you were following work? me. I just followed you back. Sorry. Yeah. Are you, are, you work out at Crunch, I think? Not really. I have a membership there. I'll never get rid of it. But I go to Bayshore Fit in South Tampa. But they have... Um, Limited hours sometimes, like on the weekends, they close at six or five. So crunch is kind of my backup emergency if I've had a busy day and I need to go at night. And I go to Hotworks also, which is amazing. Oh, that's a good, that was a good, that was a good one. They sponsored my most recent race up in Clearwater. Uh, they were one of the sponsors there. I actually got some like resistance bands, which I've been using for my shoulder. So those are good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. And so, yeah, you can follow. And like I said, we're going to start a little podcast, but um uh, or podcasts or broadcasts, whatever you want to call them. And we're going to be talking about non-alcoholic beverages and the lifestyle. And we're going to bring in guests and all that. 
And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here to chat if anyone ever wants to talk about anything. Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time today. And I'm sure I'll see you around. Next time I'm at Urban Flow, I'll say hi. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and next time you're forking around town, hopefully I can see you and get your hottest tips on where to go. Yes. I, I'll, I'm actually checking out a place tonight, so I'll have a recap later. Just watch my stories. <laughs> there Not you go. Not say I, where I it will. is right now, but <laughs> it's I a will. surprise. And, and, um, I don't know. I don't know when this goes out, but one of the cool things i don't know if you know this but we're doing a sober sesh tonight we do these every other week at the park mm -hmm. uh we actually bring out free beverages and people bring out their chairs and just hang out and watch the sunset so we're at vinoy park tonight and uh yeah it's pretty cool i'm gonna i'll i'll make it to one for sure wednesdays are always a challenge for me but i'll make it i'll make it work at one of them sounds great well thank well, you Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, be sure to give him a follow. He's got some great stuff on his page. Pages, actually, if you follow his fitness <laughs> one as well. And you guys, don't forget, a new episode comes out every Friday on RadioInfluence.com or wherever else you like to download and listen to your favorite podcasts. Have a great weekend.